What is up? What is up? What is up? How's everyone doing? You are listening to the Game Board. I'm your host, The Wolf. And if this is your first time listening, uh, first of all, I appreciate you checking me out. Secondly, uh, who am I and why should you be listening to me? <laughs> uh, my name is Michael. I am a freelance games journalist. I'm currently contributing to thegamer.com. That is my one client as of right now. So I have roughly 500 articles published over there. So you can check those out. Otherwise, I spend my time here with this podcast kind of going over what is going on with the industry as a whole. Uh, specifically, my area of interest is the business side of things. So if you go back and listen to previous episodes that I've done, um, I focus, I tend to focus heavily on the the marketing and the uh, the stock market and the uh, more the business financial side of things. Um, that's just my particular area of interest. I don't focus so much on uh, the details of like how a game plays or the level design or, you know, what engine is using or any of the hardware or anything like that. Um, that's just not my area of expertise, nor is it a particular point of interest for me. So if you're looking for in-depth reviews uh, on games or if you're looking for like hardware specs, things like that, you know, uh, dis technical discussions as far as that goes, this may not be the podcast for you. If you're looking for a 30,000 foot view of the industry overall with uh, some financial discussion tossed in there, as well as, you know, technology, SpaceX and things. Uh, you've come to the right place. Of course, everything revolves around gaming. So even when I talk about the financial sector, or when I talk about technology, when I talk about SpaceX, it is in relation to the video games industry. Uh, so it, it's always going to circle back to video games and how it relates to <laughs> the, the gaming industry overall and what it means for you as a gamer. So... With that introduction, let's uh, dive into it. So, what is what is happening? Usually, I do a, a, a rundown, right? Like, here here's the rundown. Here are the first couple of stories. Typically, I do. <laughs> typically, I cover seventy or eighty stories a week. Uh, I I talked about it yesterday. This week, I'm not. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to cover too much too quickly. I don't know if I bit off more than I could really handle, but it's just kind of weighing on me. Um, the last couple of days, it's just been difficult for me to, to do what I had been doing. So at least for today, yesterday, I did the same thing for today. I'm just going to focus on two or three stories that touch on different ones. And we're, we're just going to call that good for today. So with that said, Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, the big thing today, the big, big thing that you're going to see all over social media, uh, whether you are invested or not, the big thing you're going to see is that is GameStop and the stock market. Those two things are going to be something that you see quite frequently. So what is happening is that uh, Reddit, a group on Reddit has gotten together and they said that we 
we are going to take on the short sellers. We're going to take on the hedge fund managers. And what you hear a lot uh, when you talk about the stock market is people people tend to have a negative view of hedge funds. And, you know, that's, there's kind of a reason for that. <laughs> Some of this requires a little bit of an explanation. Okay, so here... Here, I, I, I went around and I looked for uh, what I thought was a halfway decent explanation of what is actually happening in using the terms that uh, you will typically see with conversations like this, right? So with that said, let's, let's hear what uh, Investopedia has to say about short selling and hedge funds. So let's listen to that together right now. Selling is a concept that can be confusing to a lot of investors. So if you feel a little uncertain as we go through this description, hang tight because we're going to do a case example that I think will make it much more clear. Short selling is basically opening a position by selling it first, assuming that in the future, you're going to be able to buy it back for a cheaper price. Now, how do you do that? Well, when we sell to open, and buy to close, you're basically borrowing the stock from somebody else. And in reality, you're borrowing it from your broker, basically. So you sell to open by borrowing the stock, and you don't need to worry about that. It's just an order type. Sell to open is the order type for selling short on a particular stock or ETF. Now, buying to close is just unwinding that position or basically buying the stock or the ETF back later, and hopefully at a cheaper price so you get to keep the difference and then pay that back to your broker. Now, margin and interest is going to be required and incurred in a short trade. And what I mean by that is that you have to have a margin account in order to engage in short selling. If you don't know what that is, spend some time talking to your broker, find out whether or not you're qualified to use margin and whether it's something that you're interested in. And assuming that you are qualified for margin, short selling does incur some interest charges because remember, you're borrowing stock from your broker, so they're going to charge you for that. Okay, so that's the explanation of what short selling is. Okay, and this is what hedge fund managers do, right? They short sell stock uh, as a way to maintain, either maintain profits or or make sure that they don't lose too much money. Okay, so this article from Investopedia uh, has a written section as well. And it says, quote, uh, as far as a short seller's reputation, quote, sometimes short selling is criticized and short sellers are viewed as ruthless operators out to destroy companies. However, the reality is that short selling provides liquidity, meaning enough sellers and buyers to markets and can help prevent bad stocks from rising on hype and over optimism. Evidence of this benefit can be seen in asset bubbles that disrupt the market. Assets that lead to bubbles, such as the mortgage-backed security market before the 2008 financial crisis, are frequently difficult or nearly impossible to short. Short-selling activity is a legitimate source of information about market sentiment and demand for a stock. Without this information, investors may be caught off guard by negative fundamental trends or surprising news. Unfortunately, short-selling gets a bad name due to the practices employed by unethical speculators. These unscrupulous types have used short-selling strategies and derivatives to artificially deflate prices and conduct bear raids on vulnerable stocks. Most forms of market manipulation like this are illegal in the U.S., but it still happens periodically. So um, 
this that, that's kind of the reputation of short sellers and this article also mentions what's happening right now okay so what happens is you have a what's called a short squeeze okay so again this is from investopedia and it says quote if a stock is actively shorted with a high short float and days to cover ratio it is also at risk of experiencing a short squeeze a short squeeze happens when a stock begins to rise and short sellers cover their trades by buying their short positions back this buying can turn into a feedback loop demand for the shares attracts more buyers which pushes the stock higher causing even more short sellers to buy back covering their positions so these companies buy the stock right and when he says on margin when you buy things on margin really what you're saying is you're buying it with credit you're buying it with money that you don't actually have okay um so the, that that is what what is happening okay and these these funds are buying the stock with borrowed money and then they're selling it to somebody that is willing to pay market price right but these companies are hoping that the price of the stock goes down and that other person loses money so that they can ultimately make the money back and then cover the difference right so say say a hedge fund buys a stock at ten dollars a share and we've talked about this before you know you buy a stock at ten dollars a share you pay ten dollars out but when you're a short seller you're assuming that that stock is going to be worth five dollars two days from now right so you sell it to somebody who may not be paying attention you sell it to somebody for ten dollars and then two days later it's five dollars again and this person is trying to sell <laughs> sell their stock because they don't want to lose the, their other five dollars so you buy it back from them for for uh five dollars so you've made a five dollar profit right and then you can sell it again and uh hope that it goes down again that that's kind of what uh short selling is okay so um that's that's the idea right and then after that second after that first trade now it's all pure profit for you uh and you didn't have to put out any money because you borrowed it from your broker so it's all pure profit for you as a short seller what happened was reddit got together and they said hey you know what when you use this strategy if the stock goes up now you're locked in right to use the same example if a short seller buys a stock at ten dollars a share and then Reddit comes in and pushes the price up to $15 a share. Now the short seller uh, wants to hold on to the stock or, you know, uh, reinvest because they have to pay back that $10 and they didn't have it to begin with. So they want to hold, they want to hold it and uh, continue to ride, ride upward. And they're still hoping that the, the price of the stock goes down. But as it goes up and up and up, they lose more and more money, right? Because they have to pay it back. So <laughs> when stocks go up on short sellers, they lose lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money. And that's what happened here with GameStop. And you may be saying, Wolf, it's been 12 minutes. Why are we still talking about stocks? Why, why aren't we talking about video games? And I promise you we'll get there. I promise you. Promise, promise, promise. So 
that's what's happening with GameStop. And then, like we talked about a week or two ago, Robinhood stepped in and and they disallowed people. They disallowed you and me. You and I are considered uh, retail investors as individual investors. We're considered resale investors. They stopped us from being able to actively buy and sell stock in GameStop. This has created a lot of pushback on social media. <laughs> That's what you're seeing today. That's the background of what's happening. Okay. AOC, for her part, she's going to get on Twitch and she's going to talk about what's going on at 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe. So uh, that prompted a discussion from somebody else, somebody that was involved in the Obama administration, I believe. He wants to put uh, this Ro Kahan, Ka, Ro Kahana, maybe. Um, he wants to put more regulation on short selling and he wants there to be a tax associated with it. Now, uh, the way it exists now, I don't, I, there's nothing illegal about what's happening. Everything is being done above board, it's all perfectly legal. Yesterday, yesterday I made a mistake. Yesterday, I characterized it. I characterized it as thieves stealing from thieves. And I was mistaken to suggest that what is actually happening is, you know, people are <laughs> people have learned to play the game and they're playing it better than the very old existing corporations have played it. Okay. So these older corporations, these traditional brokerage firms and people that typically play the stock market, they're getting they're getting squeezed by individuals like you and I, right? You and I can open a, a Robinhood account and we can buy and sell whatever stock we want. That hasn't necessarily happened before. Not at least not in these numbers, right? And when you see people getting on Reddit and saying, hey, I made $20 million on a $50,000 investment, you know, then it's like, well, maybe I want to get involved in that. So this is going to cause a lot of legislative uh, action, potentially, potentially anyway. So on to video games. Okay, what what is the what is the actual impact of this on video games? Here's the thing. Okay, GameStop is... It, it's the value of the stock is like $300 right now. It, a week ago, it was trading for like six bucks. GameStop as a company isn't doing anything that is worth $300 a share. Okay. They're not buying more used games. They're not opening more stores. They're not getting involved in game streaming. They don't have a subscription platform. None of that is there. Okay. It, in fact, it's a failing business. That's why those short sellers were there. <laughs> That's why anybody owned any stock in GameStop is they were betting that it would lose. So the value of GameStop stock is pretend. Okay, It's purely theoretical. It only exists on paper. The company can't maintain this. And like we talked about yesterday or two days ago, uh, a lot of gaming companies are going public and they're going to be susceptible to the same kind of thing. You know, the company that owns PUBG, they're going public and they got a valuation of $20 billion. That's where GameStop is valued at right now. 
And you should listen to Squirrely Sundays with me and my buddy Squirrely. But we talked about this. And uh, if that company can't maintain, if they can't come out with more games that are as big as Call of Duty, for example, Call of Duty Warzone, they're going to lose money. And if you bought stock at $300 a share and then it drops down to $100 a share, things aren't looking very good. And the stock prices aren't just for you. That's cash in in the company's bank account. So if a company loses a billion dollars over the course of an hour, you know, now you can't afford to pay for your studio you can't afford to pay for the art the artists the art directors the game designers you can't afford to pay for marketing you can't i mean it's very difficult for you as a company to have your have your valuation swing that wildly but that's what's happening and like i said a, a lot of these companies are getting involved in the stock market and when you hear that you know a company like tencent but uh, a minority stake and don't nod. That's what's happening, right? Like Tencent owns part of that company, but they also have a bunch of stock, right? So if they get caught with that stock, now Tencent is losing money too, you know? So uh, that that's how it ties into the video games industry. And more importantly, here's more to the point. Okay, so I have another story that... Uh, Tesla came out and Elon Musk tweeted about the, the, you have now the ability to play cyberpunk inside of your Tesla model S. Okay. Uh, it, the hardware in this car rivals that of the Xbox series X and the PS five, which means that you can play cyberpunk inside of your freaking car. So when he mentioned that stock and CD project went up 20%. However, if you're out of the loop, if you haven't been listening, okay, if you haven't been listening to me and the way that I talk about video games, if you're not paying attention, you have no idea that CD project is facing two class action lawsuits from investors. And, if CD project loses those lawsuits, then that the value of that stock can go down overnight. Okay. It could be trading at $40 right now, but if it, if CD project loses those class action lawsuits, the value of that stock could go down to $20 overnight. And you could have lost hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars if you're not paying attention to what's going on. So this is, this is the ripple effect. And this is honestly, this is why I talk about the business side of video games, because all of this can sound very exciting and very lucrative and very profitable. And it is, but you need to be aware of what is happening in the wider market overall. And specifically when it comes to games, like you, you and I, we're, we're gamers. We're used to solving puzzles. We're used to seeing things like this. We're used to, you know, we have in-game economies that act almost exactly like this, except now you're dealing with real money. Okay. So, (laughs) uh, you need to be very, very careful about what you're doing. Uh, so 
that's that's kind of the wider the wider arc here okay is is you still need to be smart about the investments you're making and the investing in cd projects i've been saying it i've been saying it the entire time that i've had this podcast the leadership at cd project is not capable of maintaining the value of its stock and it is going i believe it is going to lose these class action lawsuits and it it, it i believe it's going to lose these lawsuits and at least partially and if the again if these new investors aren't aware of the ceo and their leadership style if they're not aware of the crunch culture that exists at cd projects if they're not aware that cyberpunk was a massive failure if they're not aware of these things <laughs> then the ceo is going to stay in in his position we're going to continue to get uh crunch out of this studio we're going to continue to get um reports that people are being underpaid out of cd project and we're going to continue to get bad games out of cd projects and if all that happens then these these new investors cd project could be brought down <laughs> because people don't know what's happening over there so that's my shtick that's that's why i talk about the business side of gaming um so uh, you know that's what we're here for so robin hood the app that allows you to do, make these investments as an as a retail investor, Robinhood has been hit with a class action lawsuit just hours after restricting trading with GameStop stock. So, uh, if you are if you have an account with Robinhood, you are automatically part of that class action lawsuit. And again, with CD, it's like with CD Project. If that class action lawsuit moves forward and it's successful, <laughs> uh, Robinhood could go away. It that money is going to have to come from somewhere. It's Robinhood is going to be penalized for preventing people from trading a, a, a fully legal thing that you can do. They arbitrarily prevented you from being able to do that. Uh, they could lose that class action lawsuit and that class action lawsuit could result in like a billion dollar fine essentially. And that billion dollars is going to be split between everybody that has a Robin hood account. So if you have a Robin hood account, you don't really have to do anything as part of a class action lawsuit. That's what is happening with CD project. Okay. If you're an investor, if you have any money in CD project, you're already part of the class action lawsuit. And when, CD project loses or when Robin Hood loses all of that money is going to get split equally between everybody that's part of the class action lawsuit. But that means that that company could go out of business because it can't make up for the amount of money that it loses in court. So that that's what's happening with Robin Hood. And to me, this is a very clear case of market manipulation and I don't see any reason why uh, Robin Hood wouldn't be hit with a multi-million dollar penalty for doing what it did. On top of that, uh, like I said, AOC is going to look at investigating this from a legal standpoint. Who made the decision at Robin Hood to 
prevent us from buying GameStop stock, who made the decision that that was something that was going to happen? And was it legal? And, uh, you know, if it wasn't, what, what, what are we going to do about it? So, uh, welcome to the Wild West. <laughs> and, um, if you want to know about what's going on, I, again, I recommend that you listen to me and you, I, I'm not going to give you financial advice. Just know that I, I'm merely here to talk about the news. Okay. Uh, again, if you listen to me, you'll know that the leadership over, if you're trading in good faith, the way that stock is supposed to work is that you're betting that a CEO or a company or everybody that is working at that company is going to be able to deliver on a product. And CD Projekt, for example, their stock went up because Elon Musk tweeted about them. The problem is that Cyberpunk CD Projekt is run by people that should not be in control of that company. So that company could lose money and it's the same with GameStop you that company is going to lose money GameStop as a company doesn't have the ability to maintain prices that high so if you're expecting long-term gains from GameStop you're very mistaken you should not expect that kind of thing but again I'm not here to offer financial advice I'm just here to tell you the news and that is the news for the financial market um and I don't know. I, I like I talked about, I, I'm not, I feel like I'm potentially burning myself out. I feel like I, I, I may be doing more stories than I probably should. Uh, and maybe it's hurting my ability to continue to do this show on a regular basis. Um, it's a lot of prep work. It's a, it's a lot. It takes me about an hour and a half, two hours. It doesn't sound like a lot, but between that and the recording, it takes me about six hours and I still have to do um, my usual reporting because I'm not making any money on this. So it's six hours of unpaid work plus, you know, however many hours of paid work that I'm doing. Uh, suffice it to say, it's it's kind of a, it's a lot. So I may, uh, I'm going to end the show there for now. And I'm going to, I, I may or may not pick up the slack tomorrow. Tomorrow's show may be an hour, maybe an hour and a half, um, depending. Uh, but that these are the big stories um, coming out of the games industry right now, as far as far as I have seen. Uh, you may also be interested in knowing that the Minecraft there there's a Minecraft beta for Bedrock. If you're a console player, you can play around with uh, copper blocks now uh, valve has is now facing a lawsuit uh, because of a stolen controller design and if you remember if you've listened to me before you know that valve is facing another lawsuit in Europe for monopolistic practices okay for selling games in Italy but not allowing them to work in Spain uh, that's illegal in Europe in the European Union. So Valve is now facing two lawsuits, one for stealing uh, patented design, another for monopolistic practices. 
<laughs> so, um, and Valve is one of those uh, publicly traded companies, right? And if you're going to get involved in the stock market, you're going to want to know that that's happening. And even if you're not involved in the stock market, you are going to want to know that uh, these things are happening and, and you're, these companies could be losing a lot of money. So uh, I think that'll, that, that'll do it for me for today. I appreciate you listening to me. I hope you learned something. And uh, we'll uh, check back with you tomorrow. A lot of things are going to be very different by the time we talk tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, and we'll spend a little bit more time together. We'll talk about more of the wider industry. So uh, we'll see you all on Friday. And then we'll catch up uh, for Squarely Sundays and then the weekend roundup on Monday. All right, guys. I appreciate you. This has been The Wolf. I will catch you tomorrow. Peace.